Expecto Podtronecast! Welcome to Mischief Managed Podcast, your recommended dose of Harry Potter nonsense straight into your ear hole. Sorry, George. For the discerning witch or wizard. And muggles. And squibs. No discriminations here. Well, no trolls. Fuck trolls! On today's episode, our topic is... Dumbledore's biggest fucking mistake. And of course, our reoccurring segments brought to you by us nerds... Katie. Laura. Kate. And most importantly, me, Craig, seeing as I'm the only wizard among these witches. Well, now on with the show. Well, welcome back to Mr. Manage. Thanks for joining us again. We're so happy. It's been so long. It's been so long, and we've missed you. (laughs) Speaking of missing people, Kate's gone. (laughs) (laughs) She had to clean her house. Yeah, she had to clean her house, slash also go to uh, her brother's wedding. Yes. Yes. In beautiful bc the wedding uh so she's gonna be off to the other side of the country a lot of personal information for a podcast yeah (laughs) well by the time this comes out she'll be back so whatever (laughs) right so nothing matters This is the nihilist episode. Yeah. Holy shit. We had we had the depressing one last time, so now we're just moving on. Stages of grief. Holy shit. But we have Jamie. We still have our Jamie. I'm still here. Welcome back. I've been here for a month. Is that Yeah. Is it they're two weeks apart? She's been under the stairs. I changed my wardrobe so none of the viewers would know that I The viewers. Let's hope there's no viewers. Yeah. I am not prepared for that. No. Um, anyway, so we're back. We're back. And uh, yeah, we already know all the questions about Jamie. She's a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Porter Potter. Potter Porter. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to her last episode. Who listens to it out of order? Come on, of, I don't guys. know. A lot of people. Maybe people in the future when we're like super popular. Gonna happen, you guys. Yeah. Probably. Not. <laughs> um, well, judging by this intro, it's <laughs> the quality. Digging our own grave. Quality is just going up all the time. Anyway. Do you have anything that you'd like to say now that you've had some time between your first episode recording and uh, this one? Um, Harry Potter has been a big, major part of my life in a lot of ways. I was definitely somebody who read all the books multiple, multiple times. I um, took a lot of notes on them. I like broke down (laughs) the books. She has like sticky notes on all of her books, people. Like this is legit. Yeah. I'm going to Instagram this next week for you guys when I'm back home. Yeah. So I was a huge Harry Potter fan. And then when I started at university with you guys, uh, I met my friend Matthew Schultz, who was uh, mm-hmm. basically introduced to us as the Black Harry Potter. He, his profile picture when we all first met was him uh, from like his last year of high school. That was a portrait of him in full Harry gear with a like robe, the little Gryffindor tie, the vest, Aww. the Harry Potter glasses mm-hmm. in his grade 12 school photo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. His bedroom was decked out in Gryffindor swag all the walls were red he had like drapes that were like gold (laughs) like he had accents everywhere and he had like tons of harry potter shit um matthew was definitely the biggest fan i think any of us have probably ever met Mm -hmm. maybe not everybody knew how in-depth his fandom went once when jk rowling was in toronto on uh the seventh book tour she um was having a reading event and matthew somehow finagled tickets and he had designed his oh own um, ring. Uh, what do you call it? The, um, like the, the, the gaunt ring? The, yeah, yeah. The, the, the resurrection stone the ring. The resurrection stone, yeah. So he made his own. Like Wow. Yeah, he created one. And then when he got to go up and meet JK at the end and get her to sign his book, he gave it to her. <gasps> and she stood up and hugged him and Aww. said, this is like no one has ever made me anything like this. So there's a wow. newspaper article about it. If you Google Matthew Schultz, like you can find Aww. this story we'll have a link to it in our uh social media yeah there'll be a couple links and suddenly like three years ago and matthew passed away and it was really like a big event for all of us that went to school with him and there's just a lot of beautiful harry potter tributes to him out there um on the reddit fandom we should have a link to this too because it's like amazing what the harry potter community did and what people said um 
about him and his life. And there's a lot of very funny photos of him, mm-hmm. like bringing wands on our film sets. <laughs> and like he directed all his movies with a wand in Harry Potter outfits. He that's was amazing. Very special. He's very magical. Anyway, so that's a big part of my Harry Potter life mm-hmm. and has influenced me a lot. Like when I lived in London and went to the uh, Harry Potter studio tour. It was like so amazing and it was pretty recent after he passed away and it just really felt like he was there. Like there's this really magical thing at the end um, of the tour. There, there's there's a replica of Hogwarts and it's oh. amazing. It's beautiful. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like the miniature that they must have used oh, huh. and it's so beautiful. And when I walked in there with my friend Emily, it was like, it was like math. That is where Matthew lives. Like it's amazing. And yeah. That's another sad <laughs> part of why you be so sad, sad when I'm happy. around. He was sad very, but happy. It's a happy sad, which it's is basically sad. what Harry Potter is all about. It's all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harry yeah. taught me a lot about grief. JK taught me a yeah. lot about grief and death. And so, yeah, Harry Potter has been very important to me. Yeah, I feel that absolutely. Harry Potter, it, it really does help so much. Like, she is one of the writers that really just gets it she understands what it's like to have something taken from you and she writes it so wonderfully and i feel like that's why i'm never truly satisfied with the death scenes in the movies because i feel Mm -hmm. like her writing is just so beautiful and they don't capture Mm -hmm. all of the depth and the confusion and all of the strange feelings that you feel Mm -hmm. when something like this happens to you Mm -hmm. and um you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the Harry Potter fandom, I think, is just a wonderful fandom. It's so mm-hmm. loving and generous with their support. And, um, yeah, so happy to be a part of it. It's yeah. it's a great feeling, and I'm so happy that, you know, we, we got to know Matthew, yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. he's such a wonderful person. Yeah. That's really great. So this episode is dedicated to Matthew. Matthew, Matthew Schultz. Schultz. Yeah. And uh, he would have been a he spectacular been. guest. He would have been. I, yeah. I think he would have started a podcast a long time <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, I feel like he would have yeah. definitely beat us to the punch. We'd be on his show, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Matthew, Special thanks guy. for hanging out with us this episode, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to go into a Meet Your Podcasters. Um little bit of seriousness off the bat but uh we're really happy about it like it's a good thing to to do so now we get to have fun (laughs) so we actually have a really cool one um we're gonna go around we're gonna answer the question and uh you'll learn a little bit more about us each time so this time it's going to be what magical power would you choose I think specifically we're we're looking at legilimency legilimence an animagus or a metamorph magus. And if you don't know what those are... Right. Legilimens <laughs> is uh, the power to basically extract thoughts from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like mind reading, but certainly less... Not it's like more a book. complex. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's it's less it's, simple than It's that. the opposite of what they're trying to teach Harry in the fifth book, which yeah. is oculumen. Oculumency, Ocu- which is Ocumency? basically yeah. blocking. blocking uh, and like making someone think of something and then altering it. Oh, I don't think that... Is that true? Well, well he that's made, what Voldemort... He made no, I think that's not legilimency. I think that's just their weird their connection. connection. Yeah. yeah, but he's still altering reality then. Yeah, Cirrus but, but all he has to, all true. Voldemort has to do is imagine that. That's I basically guess. all he did, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. It, it could be. I don't know if I'm we right. Should, so in we this scenario, we're not going to share a soul with anyone. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. an animagus is a, a wizard who can turn into a, a specific creature at will. Uh, a lot of anime guy, animagi, whatever, in the book series. And the last one is Metamorph Magus, which is the power that Nymphadora Tonks has. And that is you can change your appearance at will. So you can basically change into another human. Is it only your face? Uh-oh. No. I think okay. it's a like whole body. Any feature. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it's a whole depending body. on how good you are at it, yeah. I guess. So it's going to be um, a really tough one. Mm. Does anyone have? I've got one, sir. Okay, great. Yeah, I would absolutely choose um, Tonks' power for sure. Yeah. I used to be a really big Sailor Moon fan when I was in grade three, and she had one of these little devices that could like disguise her at will. Um, I don't know how often they whipped that one out, but I always thought it was the coolest. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely that one, short That's and sweet. Awesome. 
I was thinking about this, and I, I definitely, I'd choose metamorph. Metamorphagus. Um I think it's the most unexplored power in the books out of the three, yeah. especially because there's only one character who has it. Yeah, that they mentioned. Um, yeah, and and it's like so much more powerful than we really see Tonks use like because it sort of eliminates the need for polyjuice yeah Yeah. like they really just show it they really just show it as a way for like Tonks to like explore her personality and have fun but it's it's like there's so much you could do with it it's polyjuice potion you could use it for invisibility or just the only reason she's an aura really because she got top marks in that yeah 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 yeah, without that she's uh, a little clumsy Um, but yeah I think it's awesome and I think there's so much there's just so many options there and it's i think true. i think legilimens or whatever is, is a little I feel like scary that word should be easier to say mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Really. yeah yeah like that's a complicated one and i feel like i wouldn't not that invasive of know. a person yeah occlumens that's what i would be our mispronunciation yeah i think i would be into that one because i like keeping secrets but it's I'm only not. useful if someone you know knows legilimency. Yeah, you know. Mm. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um, I'll go. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm tempted by Metamorph Magus because it's like a really stupid reason. Um, I feel like it would cut down severely on the amount of small talk I'd have to make in my life. <laughs> like, you know, whenever you like see someone you know, like walking down the street <laughs> and then you could just be like, old man now and then you just walk by and be like doo, 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 on the doo. plus side it would be really fun for pranks it'd be really fun so, for pranks so much fun. and like it'd be super super cool and i really and for getting out of bad dates that would be so funny yeah like really the the possibilities with that one are pretty endless yeah but here's where they end um, <laughs> they uh i want to fly so yeah. if i could turn into an animal who could fly I feel like I'd like to be a bird, but I feel like a stupid part of me would be like a dumb butterfly or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Nobody Nobody expects a butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I guess I'm going to choose Animagus because... Metamorph Magus is cool, but the one thing it can't do is make me fly, so... Well, you could still sit on a broom, so... I guess so. I'm supposed like, I'm a wizard. Could you in the turn end. yourself into like a really small person or a much bigger person and like like you I could think, be tiny? Could Why couldn't you do? You could do so many things. You could ride to a shape butterfly. your body within the realm of reality in the magical world. I'm sure you could yeah. like shrink a little bit, but yeah, yeah, that's a tricky one. Because there's still density. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, but at the same time, Hermione's crazy charm bag is carrying a lot of stuff, and it's not weighing her down. Well, so. it, she does say it's heavy. It's not it as heavy as heavily. It it's not as heavy as it should be. No, yeah. she's got a lot of books. She's like, a, if a she library. could definitely not lift it, magic. She's carrying magic. a room. This is a <laughs> physics. This is a physics yeah. question. Cool. Like, it's all this like shit, like undetectable extension charms, and like. The Ford Anglia, like how they say the front seat is like a park bench the inside tent. because they've mm-hmm. made it bigger on the inside. The mm. tent, yeah, like Tardisy. Yeah. And I, I guess we're going to see that also in the new Fantastic Beasts movie mm-hmm. in the suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we digress. So I pick Animagus. Um, fuck it. I'll, I'll, be a, I'll be a butterfly. Um, in the same realm of like your Sailor Moon, I will go with Animorphs. And oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Animagus. Uh, I really don't know what animal I'd choose, but just the ability to. You'd be a raccoon. That would be great. You'd be smart. You'd be such a raccoon. With your hands. <laughs> and really funny when you run away with dog food. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of my mo the, the, already. The idea of this, like he does it now, but it's not funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like he does it now, but it's again. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, legitimacy would be great if I was uh, Mel Gibson in What Women <laughs> what Want. Women want. Uh, yeah. It's a weird thing to want to be. But that, I think the yeah. good thing about legitimacy as opposed to other, like, hearing other people's thoughts. What's that called? Telepathic. Mind reading? Telekinesis. Uh, no. Telepathic. 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 Yeah. Telepathy. 
like a lot of times you can't turn it off. Yeah. But legitimacy is like very controlled, which Focused, is, is yeah. good because, you know, if it was all the time, then that would be a horror show. Mm-hmm. But like if you can control it and shut it off, then that'd be great. Yeah. I think the thing with legitimacy. We're just like stumbling through this word. Legitimacy. Legitimacy? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like it's it's one of those ones that it's like you have so much power over other people. Yeah, and, you know it's like I the, don't want to pride the, the most skilled at it are Voldemort and like Snape or Dumbledore, I guess. But what about yeah, uh, Metamorph Maga? Be, be all right. I could, guess I could look more like James Marsden, but <laughs> For Katie likes that. <laughs> You know how many like, no, of our segments end Chris with Hemsworth. me saying, oh, for fuck's sake, about... Well, something. one more now. <laughs> this is why we don't let Craig go last. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. Jamie's on to something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm shutting this down. <laughs> okay, so our topic for today is the many mistakes of Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> He fudged that, up. That's like the title of his book. Yeah. It is, but well, it's a life and lies. But like the many the mistakes, mistakes of Albus Dumbledore is like Dumbledore. a little bit, not as mean a title, but no. it's a much more accurate it's title. It's much more accurate, you're right. Yeah, it's um tagline, he ain't perfect. He ain't perfect. <laughs> I mean, we, we all love Dumbledore, let's just say, to begin mm-hmm. with, even though we're going to spend the next little while ripping him a new one. <laughs> For all those things you did. Oh my goodness, I have so much to say. Me too. Start us off. Should we start with maybe Grindelwald? Start with his past, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know about that. Like, I don't have too much to say. Oh, I do. I have okay, a lot. Great. Maybe a mistake earlier than that would be not keeping the family secret of his dad, why he hurt the muggles. I think, I think that's it, right? I think, to me, a big underlying flaw that influences all his other mistakes, especially with Harry, is his discomfort or like fear of sharing grief and pain that his family goes through and it's almost like it's almost like a generational thing all the stuff that happens with his family early on like we all know the tragedies of of his family but like nobody knows it, it comes out in this gossipy book later yeah. on well that's that, that of his like mom. twists it yeah that's because of his mom and because of his parents for sure they they hid it but because he is so much more closed off from harry and he he hides his grief and he protects people from death. That to me is like his biggest human flaw because Harry is so much almost the opposite of that. He he wears his heart on his sleeve. He like talks about the people who were murdered. He he like, that matter to him. Like people know how he feels about his grief. In a way, like I, I wished he was more vocal about Cedric. I mean, I I think maybe it was just because it was too raw, or like because of all that stuff came out against him in the Daily Prophet. Like he doesn't really he doesn't really talk about it much to Hermione or Orderon. Like, but they know how he feels. They know, yeah. He would have been influenced by Dumbledore by that point anyway, though. That's true. Like, so his childhood, his, or not his childhood, his youth. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He's like typical, like arrogant, whatever. Like, like those were the problems early on that like affects him for gifted the rest of his child. life. That he's gifted and he's maybe he's a little arrogant. set apart, yeah. And, then, and then he's, right. he's not there for his sister. And that's what his brother hates him for and all of that. Um, oh. And then that that's what, like, Harry is most shocked by is that he's blinded by Grindelwald or whatever. <laughs> you know, like... Well, he um, finds an equal, an yeah. intellectual equal yeah. at a very trying time in his life. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think that's a mistake. No, see, that's the thing. I, I don't necessarily blame him for Grindelwald, like, going along with that. I mean, like they said, it was just for, like, a couple months in the summer. Like, he didn't do anything. It was a flat. Yeah. If anything, he was, like, the anchor keeping Grindelwald to reality yeah. to stop him doing some of the more evil things he wanted yeah. to do. Yeah, you're right. But Grindelwald did grow to use some of Albus's ideas when he was taking power. Perverted the, them, I think. The, yeah, yeah, of course exactly, he perverted yeah. them, but he, he got the idea of saying the greater good mm-hmm. from Albus Dumbledore, and that became his uh, slogan. Mm-hmm. So that's a 
problem, but again, like, how could you have predicted that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean about, like, the secrecy and learning that from his parents. And It's not Albus's fault in the slightest. No, these are sort of, like, the precursors yeah. mm-hmm. to the mistakes. These are where you're setting up the what climate. What influences and, him, yeah. yeah. Um, in the fight with Grendelwald, that was a bit of a mistake that he was criticized for in, in Rita's book, that yeah. he... That he waited so long to take yeah. Grindelwald down. Mm. And like I think we kind of established it because he loved him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's obviously a mistake, but it'd be hard to do that any mm. earlier. Well, he hesitated. To someone you love. Because he felt guilty that he kind of caused it. Yeah. 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 And he was probably scared that he'd lose. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be like this is the first real challenge I'll ever come up against. And yeah, he it was his only equal that he met at yeah. that point like physically emotionally mentally yeah. that's a lot to deal with yeah. so. and how did he win again the elder wand yeah but grindelwald had it uh, the elder wand always betrays you does it not no it always wins duels for you but i'm sure even while there was a battle going on they were both yelling at each other like but i think because there was mutual like respect or something for each other like there was that personal history that grindelwald like he eventually no, he showed remorse eventually yeah. when he was in prison yeah yeah and he tried to keep Voldemort yeah. from getting the elder wand and you know all that stuff mm-hmm. right so anyway do we do we want to talk about like book series yes. yeah like let's, starting let's move with on. harry yeah. and whatnot yeah i feel like that might be a little bit more i guess tangible. uh the Dursleys. We talked about the leaving Harry with the Dursleys. The yeah, first time like, we see Dumbledore. What? Um, I mean, first of all, super crazy to just leave a baby on the doorstep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all talked about this. The internet has talked about this. Like, this is just like... What? We can all agree Magical that protection, a, though. I don't know. I, think to do. I feel like that's kind of like a funny wizarding thing to do, though. Like, it is so because like, we're like we're we're all like super safety anti-woke. patrol yeah. as and muggles because we don't have like anyway, magic. Yeah. <laughs> can you dispute that he had the foresight that like Harry might be in danger from Voldemort again later? Like, I like, think so. Yeah. yeah. Dumbledore yeah. knew that and knew I that totally the family. Well, Voldemort was tried something. to kill him, so yeah. <laughs> I think that he was right to put him in the Dursleys' care because that way he would be protected. However, I feel like it was a little neglectful to just be like, see a baby and then peace out. Like we know that Arabella Fig was sort of keeping an eye on him, but she doesn't, they don't, they don't help him. They don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. But how much would they actually know? She would only get small glimpses of him and well, she'd see a boy growing they up. They but... knew that his room was the cupboard under the stairs. Eventually. Maybe they didn't even look into it. But this is the thing. But Why they didn't they? Back to it. They maybe they didn't looked... think they should have to because it's uh, her, his family. But I, I don't suppose... know. Well, okay, so now Dumbledore explains to Harry at one point. He's like, oh, when you showed up, you were a little a little skinnier than I would have hoped and a little more, you know, like... He, yeah, not, he doesn't he, say he you're a little like, more neglected, but like, but you were still, you know, a happy young man, so I was okay with that. Like, yeah, you know? and it's like, okay, well, that's nice and good for you, but I just suffered for 10 yeah. years, yeah. and that's not fun. But, but what, if, um, what if on the flip side that was part of Dumbledore grooming Harry for death? Cause it, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Like, it's really shitty, but, um, like, to to be Harry Potter as we know it, he had to live with the Dursleys. So if he were with a family that, like, cared and loved for him, he would be a very different person. I don't know. I, I think Dumbledore looks at Harry way too much like a son. Yeah. I mean, maybe he mm. that that happens later on. Oh, no, he definitely loves him, but it's just like, at the same time, he knows what's going to happen. Does he, though? I don't know if he knows it's Horcruxes at this point. No, later yeah, on, but there was he, like, another assumes... part of the prophecy that he knows about, right? Yeah. Neither can live while the other survives. He um, was told that prophecy. Dumbledore, yeah. that yeah. was the one he, yeah. like, the first okay. time it was said, it was that directly That was what him. made Voldemort go okay. after Lily. Yeah. 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 So that was before. Like, so, I mean, was, yeah. he probably had to chew on it for a while, but still. But, yeah, yeah and it, it's not that it was super clear how that would happen. And prophecies mm-hmm. don't always come true. Yeah, that prophecies don't always come true. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. were clear distress. They, stre- they, they said that. <laughs> <laughs> they said what? the stuff. Katie can't talk anymore. The stuff happened. <laughs> and now we're talking about it. Um, and now we're talking about it. But, yeah, it's very complicated how much Dumbledore knew and when. Yeah, it seems convenient that he knows certain things. And then at other points, he's just like, eh. 
kids running around looking for a stone that I hid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's it's, not put them to bed or anything. What's happening <laughs> in the Philosopher's Stone with him? Yeah, yeah, what on earth is happening? Okay, so I don't think that Dumbledore knows Voldemort's involved with, like, Quirrell and all this oh, stuff. Right. I as think much that, as he is, yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think that, mm-hmm. uh, like, he's just sort of like... You know, as Snape says later, I mean, he's saying it to Bellatrix, but still, like, all I think they see is, like, Quirrell being like, I'm going to take the stone for myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's true. I, like, I understand maybe why he didn't put his full effort because maybe he thought Quirrell by himself could never get right. through all those obstacles, right. which might be true if it wasn't possessed yeah, by Lord they Voldemort. Yeah, they had no idea that Quirrell met Voldemort in the woods that summer. Or he does have an idea that. There's a plot for Voldemort, and he's not stopping the kids because he's already using Harry as bait. I don't think so. That's I really harsh. don't think. I really think Dumbledore does just like he misses some things that well, are happening. Because he's too smart. But I, I really think he does. He does care about protecting students and children oh, yeah. and yeah. anyone he kind have of to be cares to be the about. Headmaster. Yeah, he's exactly. Super so cold I, and calculated. He's not. He's he's he doesn't want to risk anyone's life. He's, I guess if he didn't know that Voldemort was involved, he might think, like, maybe Harry could take on Quirrell. Like, Quirrell wasn't super magical. Like, he didn't seem to be that adept as a wizard as far mm-hmm. as we saw. Mm-hmm. So maybe Dumbledore thought, like, oh, he's up for the task. That'll be fine. And then when he's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, Voldemort. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then maybe, maybe the know. other thing could have been, like, maybe there credit. are bigger mm. fish to fry for Dumbledore on his adventure. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, these kids got it. I, I, <laughs> I take it back now. I think he probably underestimated them yeah. and didn't think that they could do anything or even knew as much as they yeah. did. And he was more um, trying to get Snape to deal with Quirrell. Yeah, exactly. I think mm-hmm. I think he was, I think he was surprised by that. And like after and after the worried. first book, yeah, exactly. After the fir- first book, he realized like, oh, Harry's gonna like do Harry's shit. An like idiot. Harry's I gonna gotta watch this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Also, now that I come to think about it, where was Snape in this whole thing? Because like he's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be guarding the stone, and he knows about Quirrell, and he's well, been threatening them. That's why he left all those booby traps. Catching Harry, right? Yeah, I know. But like, no, the day that Dumbledore left to go to the Ministry of Magic. Will Shouldn't Snape. Snape be on like 100% Philosopher's Stone lockdown? Like, and he could be underestimating them too. He's like, well, they're not going to get past all that stuff, or oh, they're not. They shouldn't they, even know. Why yeah, would yeah, they yeah, know? Yeah, because also they suspect him, right? Yeah, I know. Like, I, I understand sort of so why he wasn't night. present, like in the story context, because we're still supposed to think that yeah. that it's uh, Snape stealing the stone. But I don't know. Looking back on it, I'm like, you should have been more careful. But then. Yeah. Snape does a lot of stuff. But that's not one of... We're not here to talk about, about Snape's we are, mistakes. Yeah. We already mistakes. did that a little. Snape's <laughs> Mispronounced. Dumbledore's Snape. greatest mistake. Uh. <laughs> um, anyway. Ooh, is that a mistake? <laughs> oh, trusting Snape? Nah. No. No. He, <laughs> he had his... That was easily solved. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty solid. He had yeah. some shit to prove. So, well, that's what uh, that's what was interesting secret. is that everyone was like, "Oh, this is Dumbledore's biggest mistake. Why does he yeah. trust this Death Eater?" But it's like yeah. that was one of the only things that Dumbledore. <laughs> that we were all like, no, "Yeah, no, you're okay. You no, he was it. good there. He made the right choice." <laughs> oh man. Okay, so maybe in the second book, like we, we are, this is the podcast of us saying this word wrong, but. Uh, Legilimens. 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 He's a very good Legilimens. <laughs> He's good at Sorry, reading minds. He's good at reading minds. And, uh, like, all through the second book... Like, does he, do you I, think that he reads Harry's mind and he's there. like, hmm. no, or do you think he's like, but the thing he is, actually doesn't know what's going on with Harry. When he does read Harry's mind, Harry feels it. Harry experiences those memories that and stuff too. Yeah. Gaze, so like, I feel like he can't just read people's minds whenever. Without it's, them knowing. It's only knowing. what they're yeah. thinking about. Hmm. I think. Yeah. Right? Because, because when they're practicing it, when, Snape, yeah, like. When, with Snape and the Occlumency. Yeah. I think he wants Harry especially to come to him and not have to take his feelings from him anyway. Because he is Dumbledore, asking, you mean, yeah. yeah. He mm-hmm. is asking Harry in the second one, is there anything you want to tell me? Like, yeah, true. You're hearing shit. Tell him, god damn it. Yeah. yeah. But also, Harry's not super secretive. You know when a child is up to something. Yeah. Might not know exactly oh. what it is. To, to something. something. <laughs> 
And Ron and Hermione scare him by saying, no like, hearing voices in the wizarding world yeah. isn't good either. Yeah. Or, or like, even if he didn't know what those. Harry is up to, all he has to do is look at Ron, and then Ron would be like, ah! words, 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 words. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that yeah. was a mistake on Harry's part, but he was still just too young to understand that there could be something... Worse than getting into trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Or getting people expelled. thinking he's crazy or whatever. <laughs> like, he still worried a lot about what people thought of him at that point. So, yeah, what did Dumbledore do wrong there? Like, what could he have done to save Harry? Mm. Like, okay, so Dumbledore was a teacher mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that time. He knows that Tom Riddle can talk to snakes. Not many people know that he's right. a parcel ton, but mm-hmm. Dumbledore knows because they said it at the orphanage. Mm-hmm. He, knows he knows that Moaning Myrtle died in the bathroom. I just feel like he had all this knowledge, and then he's like, he, whatever. So he knew, though, that Tom Riddle was the heir of Slytherin. I, I'm fairly sure he put two and two together and be like, parcel ton, that guy became yeah. the most evil guy in the world. Okay, he was probably there, Slytherin. He was probably killing all those muggles he back, was there when, back yeah. when. Oh, yeah. And also, he talks to McGonagall. And she's like, who did it, Albus? And he's like, the same one who did it yeah. last time. But I don't know how. Right. And yeah. it's like, okay. But I don't know. It this, just so, seems like he had a lot so of knowledge. And I just don't really understand how he didn't put it together. He's so smart. Well, maybe some of his memories are pensive, and he's just like, oh, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh, swirling down at the bottom. No, <laughs> that went down the drain. You could, he wouldn't have been able to uh, say it was Riddle the first time because he had no proof, and everybody loved Riddle. Like, yeah. like Dippet, the headmaster he, he at the time. He didn't really have the, the power to. And the point. only thing he could do was be on Hagrid's side. Yeah. And, and which he did. But so, okay, so yeah, so the problem is... is like, why did nobody know it was Voldemort? Except, he well, like, he knew it was Voldemort. But he was like, well, Voldemort's not back. Like, how is it happening? He didn't know the Horcrux was a thing, obviously. Did he even know the Basilisk was the monster? I don't know. I don't I think I don't so. think they knew that, yeah. right? So they would not They would never have known that the first time. Yeah. However, Myrtle does say there's two yellow Maybe eyes. Maybe she never told anyone but as he, a ghost. But he would have talked to Myrtle. Yeah, they know he there's no ghost Myrtle's there. ghost. Why? Why? Because the knows the school like everyone yeah. knows Myrtle yeah. is the ghost of that but bathroom maybe like even if he had asked all the way back then she would have just been like oh, it's too fresh didn't talk to her because he felt guilty <laughs> yeah yeah because he was like he I should have known it. that and I could have stopped this. well you see here's the thing though there's no way he could have known Riddle was the one behind well, it like I there was no signs of that him, but I feel no. like he might have blamed himself he's got a lot yeah. of guilt issues yeah so I don't know. I don't know. I think the other thing with Dumbledore is he doesn't act until he has all the information. That's true. Like he's he not is, an he impulsive is so guy. Very like I'm gonna sit back and plot this shit out. Yeah. And even we were talking um, last episode about not having all of his shit in order. I know I'm jumping forward from the second book, but like, what's his excuse for not preparing Harry better? I think he's got everything he needs to get in motion going. He's so he's fine getting snuffed. Again, he it just comes told back. Him yeah. how to like how to destroy the horror. Why didn't he tell him he about the even... sword? Maybe he meant to. Maybe yeah. he meant to. So, yeah, it's like, that is a weird thing. As soon as he knew that information, why couldn't he tell Harry that right away? That he would have to destroy the Horcrux and this is how you do it. That yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. I also mean... a learning experience for Harry, too, to figure out that he'd have to die maybe later. No, no, but that, well, that's exactly, like, now that's the complicated thing. And yeah, where a lot of I the problems don't... come from. Yeah, I don't think he should have told Harry that. No, I agree. Early, I yeah. I feel like that he, sh- he should have kept that big old secret. Because, yeah. because <laughs> that's. Kept that on lock. That's the whole lesson of the three brothers, right? Is that, like, you greet death when you're ready to. Like, you don't try to hide from it. You don't try to fight it but it's like you have to come to terms with it in your own time basically mm-hmm. um yeah so like totally that's a legitimate problem he has when does he tell harry that he's gonna have to kill voldemort or be killed by him um well i mean also the fifth book is just wall to wall dumbledore's biggest fucking mistake oh is yeah all the fifth book what was he doing <laughs> what okay. was he doing yeah okay why would you push harry away understandably you might be like Voldemort mm. wants to get to him through Harry but like isn't Harry usually the target yeah it, it, yeah and it makes no and sense the whole thing was serious the way Dumbledore keeps serious like hidden in Grimmauld place yeah. like you can't tell me that that's where he has to be 
No. I think that that's well, he, such bullshit. He wants to be part of it, so he wouldn't go hide out in a cave, like, or wherever. No, but whatever. it's Dumbledore's but choice to keep Sirius where he is. He wants to keep him hidden, and Sirius wants to be part of what's going mm-hmm, on. Exactly. So Grimmauld Blaze is the only place he could be. Well, totally, exactly. But that's yeah. such a lack of sight for Dumbledore, who's supposed to know people so and intuitively. Maybe you know? he has to be there because it's his house. Well, they exactly, need a he black does. There. There's, there's reasons that they keep him there, but it's so flawed, and it can't be the only reason. Like, it can't be the only solution, I mean. Like, okay. him as a dog, nobody fucking knows. Okay, Lucius Malfoy might have seen him on the mm-hmm. train, but, like, if he was hanging out on the street, people would not be like, that one dog it's, is yeah. Sirius Black, because <sighs> a lot of dogs look alike. I don't <laughs> think it's that he'd get seen by a Death Eater as a dog and, oh, Sirius Black. It's more so if he's out and he sees a Death Eater, he's going to go after them. He's the idiot that's going to run in headfirst without yeah. thinking. Yeah, so maybe Dumbledore didn't trust Sirius, but, like... It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Like, let's put all of this wood together, and then I'll put some gasoline on it. <laughs> and then if there happens to be a match, so be it. Like, he just, like, yeah. walks away I from don't, it. I don't think he like... had a choice. And also, like, just the fact that he didn't tell Harry, like... By the way, right. if you see any weird shit, like he didn't even have to give him any information. He just had to be like, yeah. or at least have Snape tell him, you uh, you might see some weird shit. It's a trap. Big old trap. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. But right. as well, like Harry is James' son, headstrong, kind mm-hmm. of hot-headed. So maybe he was like, if Harry knows everything, maybe he'll have a harder time leaving it alone. So, and he has a complex about saving the day, whether he wants to admit it or not. Like he, he does. does not Hermione. stop getting into trouble. Hermione was right on the money there. Yeah. Exactly, he does. He does have that issue, and Voldemort knows that. And Vol- mm-hmm. and Dumbledore knew that Voldemort would use that against him. So their solution is try is to try to get Harry to practice this really difficult form of magic, yeah. with like oculency with someone he hates. Mm-hmm. It's never going to work properly. And and, and you're right. It was a band aid, if him. anything. Just yeah. bring Lupin back for that. And, and <laughs> I know. So Dumbledore didn't want to give him any info right, on the plan. Like he couldn't have told him the prophecy. Right. And that was that was Dumbledore's reasoning but... for how secretive he was around Harry in the fifth book. But it's like, yeah. so I, I get that. But by leaving Harry alone for so long, Voldemort like understood more of Harry's mind and more of their connect. Like he gave Voldemort time to fuck with mm-hmm. Harry. Yeah. And he shouldn't have done it. Yeah, basically all through the fifth book, they're like sharing a mind. Yeah, it's messy. It's like, it's... Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I think there was lots of lots of flaws, but I think really to me in the sixth book, while they're sharing all this information, there's lots of things Dumbledore didn't tell Harry. I think that's the perfect time. He's like, I fucked up by like keeping secrets from Harry. I should just be totally open with him. And he don't. And he's not. And a big part of that, like if he was open about his own history, if he was open yeah. about the people he lost and, and Godric's Hollow, their, their shared connection at Godric's Hollow, like if he told Harry any of that, if he started to tell Harry a little bit about the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't want Harry to power. get taken in by the Hallows the yeah. way he was. The way, the way Dumbledore was himself, yeah. Well, and Harry does too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things I think, like he says before, like you forget what it's like to be young, but... Sometimes people are like, I'm going to protect you from this thing by not not telling you anything about it. And then you'll never have to deal with it at all. But it's like, no, people find out this shit, but then they do it on their own and they get messy and it's unsupervised and Mm -hmm. it's a problem, you know, Mm -hmm. like... Mm -hmm. Like um, sex ed. Like sex ed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is all just an allegory for sex ed. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, (laughs) he just sort of like did the best he could and he was like... Try it out, kid. I'm off now. See ya. But um, <laughs> I'm just gonna die. Last, See last words. Probably wouldn't have made a good parent. <laughs> no. <laughs> if him and Grindelwald adopted, maybe. <laughs> if he tamed Grindelwald. <laughs> Damn it, Craig! I don't want to see it. Oh man. That'd be cute. Just growing old so, together. Yeah. I think, like, <laughs> what I said at the beginning to me. What would have changed so much is if he was open about his grief, if he didn't hide it, if he admitted what he saw in the mirror of Arise, whatever Era said. Wait, Um, it's not socks? Yeah, like it probably wasn't socks, right? No, it wasn't. It was Ariana holding socks. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) 
Um, just knitting some socks. If if he'd even like introduced Harry to Aberforth or I don't know anything, any of that. If Dumbledore had like let Harry in a little bit, even if he didn't want to tell other people, he's like trying to protect everyone from death. And Harry kind of understands it a little more. He's comfortable with grief more mm. than Dumbledore is. Yeah, that's yeah. like his whole existence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Harry's life is one big, big old pile of life. loss. Yeah, he's in a grief pit of grief. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It all worked out in the end. I guess. <laughs> well, like okay, and then what else after Dumbledore dies though? Like what? The, like Snape and Dumbledore really like Honestly, fucking help Harry I feel the best like they can. After Dumbledore dies, he's much better at yeah. it. Yeah, you know, like yeah. all well, the choices he makes in the seventh book as a portrait, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, f- I feel like there's... Well, that's when the secrecy there. really makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, this one's hard. Mm-hmm. There's so uh, much. We, we skipped the fourth book. Is there anything oh, yeah. we need to say about the fourth? All I can think about the fourth book is, like, Michael Camden. Yeah. Camden. <laughs> Camden. Yeah. yeah. I think I that might have been one instance of Dumbledore letting Harry do something dangerous just I to didn't... see what happens well, with he Voldemort. he didn't really have like, a choice. Yeah, like, I shot a new co-worker, and uh, he was asking me, like, so why did Harry have to compete in the, the tournament? And I was like, well, it's binding magical contract. And he's like, so what, what would happen if he didn't? And I was like, he... Die? Lose? Yeah. Like, would he stick like, Is it an unbreakable vowish sort it, of situation? So. Would Harry have died if he didn't compete? And also, what qualifies competing? Because Fleur didn't finish events. Like, couldn't you just, like, well, step that, into the lake and be lost, like, I'm yeah. done? Yeah. I think uh, afterwards, it would have just been his uh, need to prove himself that drove him to actually Harry? do the events. Yeah. yeah. But before like, then, yeah, I like feel like yeah. Pride wouldn't let him just back. Yeah. Out, but like maybe if Dumbledore was like, "This is what you have to do," Harry might have listened to him because yeah. that was before yeah. they were had their wee like little estrangement in the fifth book. I don't yeah. know. Forcing him not to compete would He's, have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think knowing that Dumbledore set Harry up to like see what happens. Yeah, and to he's see totally he bait now. Out. He's bait. You're yeah. right. This mm. is a confusing thing because like yeah. using Harry as bait. And um, it's just unfortunate that Cedric Diggory got dragged. And so that's all on Dumbledore. Yeah. And it was unfortunate that like one of the people who Dumbledore trusted the most that year at school to like protect Harry and, yeah. you know, yeah. and it was a... Uh, Imposter, and 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 that is from the fatal flaw of Barty Crouch Senior, right? Like that was his, that oh, was yeah. him, and him hiding his past and secret, yeah. secret, secret. Yeah, <laughs> old men being afraid of like sharing family tragedy. Yeah. You know? What was uh, happening? Like, also, they go and get the cup, and it takes fucking forever for them to come back. What were they all doing? I Just know. waiting. Dumbledore must have known, like. This is the last chance that anyone would have to kill Harry, so probably tonight something really terrible is happening. And, like, he should have maybe had a few more, like, security measures in place. Yeah, that's a, it's a trick. And, uh, mm. well, how are these, the crowd not, like, watching the progress of the champions? It's like looking what at the lake watching? for three yeah. hours. Yeah, like, that's oh, always I know. been a confusing thing. I know, like, what like, the what hell? were they doing? That would be the most boring sport. It's like, just chat amongst yourselves for two hours, and then yeah. you'll get to cheer right at the end. They could have yeah. been, well, it was in the Quidditch pitch, so I guess yeah. they could have been up in the stands looking but down through, so, like, couldn't they have seen, they would have seen all that they of the stuff like hey look Maybe. all these enchantments are mysteriously disappearing in front of harry that's odd yeah <laughs> um the third the third, third book? book with sirius um most of the third shenanigans like none of that is really dumbledore's fault it's the only thing i feel is like he he knew about the whomping willow he didn't do anything about uh, it i guess he felt like it guarded itself, yeah. and um, that nobody knew about the prodding the knot except for Lupin. He knew about the tunnel, and he knew about the way into the castle. But, um, yeah, he didn't necessarily think, like, a bunch of uh, anime guy are going to come around and Yeah, he never knew that Sirius was an anime guy. Well, um, I suppose we, we should wrap it up. But, like, I think we should end it on a, a, a positive note. Um, because, like, when it comes down to it, we all really love Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Who? Mumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Um, true, though. True, though. Um, anyway. Oh, look at her laugh. She, she's Humbledore. Uh, 
You're making me grumble, Gore. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> Putting me on. to slumber, Dor. Oh. I made it worse. Oh. <laughs> well, we ran that into the ground. Dumbledore, um, chuckle. <laughs> anywho, so we, we all love our little Mumbledore. And uh, the wonderful thing about JK and her writing style is that um, her heroes have flaws. Like, they're not these perfect people who are who have the answers to everything they're just like humans and they make a lot of mistakes and like Dumbledore says him being smarter than the average person his mistakes are you know consequently larger Mm -hmm. and more Mm -hmm. uh dire I suppose the stakes he's playing with because he's got mad responsibilities so I think the thing to remember too is um, through the eyes of like Harry, Hermione, and Ron in the the earlier books, he comes off as slightly omniscient yeah. in a way, and he really isn't. Like he is just a dude. He's an old <laughs> old dude. Um, he's so, you just know. trying his best. Yeah, he's, I think a big thing about Dumbledore is we when we're introduced to him, he's so much that like twinkly old like guardian yeah. like he's the feeling of safety and like security because he knows mm-hmm. the solutions to apparently everything and like you're just so much safer when Dumbledore's at Hogwarts or when mm. you know he's there to like go to um, well it's, it's kind of like your parents yeah hero, as you grow up you learn yeah. new things and you realize like, they but, don't have the answers to everything yeah. but mm-hmm. when when we go back to like the way we felt about him when we first read the book it's not like he's that close to Harry yeah. he's watching Harry from afar and he's not Harry's like best friend so when when they get older they get closer and they understand Dumbledore a little more they go through more with Dumbledore and and then it's like, well, Dumbledore, why didn't you tell Do him that. all this stuff? He wasn't as comfortable or secure about yeah. who Harry was and how to relate to him, you know? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. And even just in getting to classic. know Harry, like, he's the headmaster of an entire school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He can't be yeah. favoriting certain students over others. I know it happens, and, like, obviously he's quite partial to Harry, but, you know, he's still got a job to do. He's got a lot of jobs to do, so, you know, yeah. he's got a full sketch. he's got stuff on his plate yeah i mean you she humanizes dumbledore a lot in the Mm -hmm. the later books i mean especially in the seventh book the seventh book is like illusions come crashing down like it's an eye-opener i love king's cross i think everybody like that's the classic harry and dumbledore meeting at the end of the book talking over everything that happened in a calm, reflective way. Well, and, and like they're both finally being honest with each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that that can only happen once... They're dead. They're, they're dead. dead. Well, yeah. and that's messed up. <laughs> and that question... I think, well, because there's no, no risk anymore. There's no... no. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's what's interesting, is Harry asking Dumbledore, is this real or is this happening in my head? So... Like, I mean, we don't know. We don't know if it's actually Dumbledore and Harry having a conversation in the afterlife or if it's Harry's own head understanding everything and and putting it in Dumbledore's voice. Right, taking a step back Mm -hmm. and take a time out and we'll sort this through. Yeah, you can Mm -hmm. easily do either. And And I like that she did that. I like that she left it ambiguous. I love that. It's so inclusive to everybody. Definitely. Um, Also, (laughs) did anyone else want to punt Voldemort from under the bench in the movie? (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I had to read that (laughs) so many times to understand. He was was the right size. You had a hard time when you first read that chapter. Well, I didn't read it for a long time. Yeah. I stopped after uh, the flash of green and everything was gone or whatever. You couldn't read it? No. Katie made me go back and read it, but that was maybe... I've... I want to say it was like a week or two, but maybe it was uh, only a couple days. But That's still a long time. I, I, I just put it down. stopped I sleeping not. when I was reading it. I, yeah, I'm trying oh, to remember what I felt then, but like I knew it wasn't the end somehow, but I didn't know he was going to come back. Well, I knew there was like quarter of an inch of book left, so yeah, like, there had yeah, to be something yeah. going on, but I was just, okay, I'm out. <laughs> you just thought they were all like thank you credits. <laughs> <laughs> can't be how it ends but yeah (laughs) so i think in the end it's like dumbledore has all these flaws but he always remains the person you want in your life helping you out you want dumbledore around no matter what well okay dumbledore we still love you (laughs) (laughs) always
Anyways, so now we're going to do a Quizzler quick quotes quiz. There we go. Professor Quizzle. <laughs> Professor Quizzle. Quizzle Longbottom. <laughs> Quizzledore. <laughs> Quizzledore. Okay, guys. So, again, um, it is who said it and then what book? Which book? Which book? What? Whatever. Book about witches. And in a, in a witch's book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I suppose because it's a headmaster's privilege to delegate less enjoyable tasks. I assure you, I did not beg for the job. Oh. Hmm. So I think I know the f- who said it. I'm just trying to think of when. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to guess. <laughs> Maybe Laura go first. I'm sorry, you have to go first. Yeah. Other time you're just like, I don't know. I don't oh, know. I know. I know. Um, you go first. I'm unsure, so I'm going to go second. I don't know. I'll say Umbridge book five. I I don't know. It's a tough one. I'm going mm-hmm. to go with Snape. Oh, whoop, no, no, I know who it is. It's... <laughs> Do you? Phineas Nigellus, book seven. Oh, no, that threw me off, actually. Aww. I was going to say Snape, book five, because he's talking about being asked to teach Harry Oculumens. Doesn't it say to be headmaster? Read it. Can you read it again? again. I can absolutely read it again. I suppose because it's a headmaster's privilege to delegate less enjoyable Uh, tasks. I assure you, I did not beg for the job. That's it. It's Snape Book 5. Because Harry said, Why isn't Dumbledore teaching me Oculumency himself? Ding, 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 ding. Jamie wins. Half a point. You have half a point, and you also have half a point because you said no. Wait, no, you don't. No. Oh my god, I think this is the first one you possibly. You uh. I got confused with the quote. Yeah, but uh, you I'll, know I'll what? take When zero I was points. looking it up, I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be so easy because we just talked about this. Right. But then when I was thinking about it, I'm like. No, that really could be a lot of people. Yeah, uh, my, my first guess was Dumbledore. Your your guess was really oh, good, and it threw me off because I, I don't know. <laughs> that's that is the voice that Phineas Nigellus yeah. talks in. Well, like I that went. Kind of I don't know what I misinterpreted, but I went straight to they're talking about being headmaster. Yeah. So I'm like, well, it's not oh. Dumbledore, it's not Dippet, it's not McGonagall. So it has to be Snape right, or Nigellus. I see. I see. Or Nigellus. Yeah. So, good one. Okay. That was a oh, good one. Oh, there you go. The Quizzler. The Quizzler. So, lacking Kate. Yeah, Kate's gone, so we're going to take over her segment now. Hi, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jackie. Nothing she can do. Excellent segue. There's three females on the Quidditch team, on the Gryffindor Quidditch team, mm-hmm. and we don't really meet them. So, Angelina they're, Johnson. They're all chasers too, right? They're all chasers. Yeah. Yeah. They're like the leader. They have the most action on the field. And off the field. And off the field, actually. They're definitely getting down with the Weasleys. Ugh, well, Angelina, Angelina Johnson. I want to is. Be so, Angelina Johnson is kind of a badass captain lady, Take, leader takes lady. Takes over for, from Wood. She takes over from Wood. We don't really. That's when we stop seeing Quidditch in the movies, yeah. too. You know, like yeah. I, like after after the third or fourth or whatever. Well, after after the third, we don't really see any more. Yeah, it's like Quidditch maybe games. One game. Yeah, you see some tactics. Like, yeah, you see the tryouts. It's mm. basically just so you can be like, ah, Ron Weasley, and yeah. then yeah. that's Weasley it. Weasley is our king. But the whole drama with Angelina kind of taking over, letting the power go to her head or whatever, yeah. the same and way Oliver crazy did. She gets. Yeah, she yeah. gets really intense and really into it. And I think that's interesting because especially in Britain, I think there's a big issue with sexism in sports probably. I mean, I don't know, but it feels like women don't get much attention in sports and overall. And I think yeah. it's awesome that she made that choice to have three women and Angelina as captain and like gives no fucks. Like doesn't yeah. care that Harry is in detention and mm-hmm. yeah or you know? chosen well it, it's maybe a bit <laughs> of a quidditch curse on the captains too they definitely. they oh, definitely lose their minds mm-hmm. a little and yeah. lose their priorities mm-hmm. and i love the moment when the twins are making fun of ron and harry yeah. for not having yule ball dates and they're like oh yeah you do and he's like yeah. uh hmm, right no i don't hey angelina you want to go with me and they're like no okay whatever and then they go <laughs> and it's it's all. It's so, such it's a, a funny moment. It's a yeah, cocky it's a brother moment. moment. Yeah, and yeah. And it probably would have only been able to ask her if he was making fun of his brother. It's true. Yeah. I feel like it gave him that confidence, that yeah. the impetus to be like, okay, well, today is the day. Yeah, yeah. Angelina. It, do we know if it was Fred or George who went to the ball? I think it's Fred. And Fred is the one yeah. who dies, yeah. and then George yeah. marries her. Whoa! What? Wait, what? The the twins. George marries George marries Angelina. Angelina. 
You're kidding. No. I didn't know they that. They get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Holy you check out the Weasley family tree. I, I think I think it was something that JK said in an I, interview after the books. Maybe it was George. Now I'm not sure now. No, no, no. George, George is the one. Oh, right. Like at no, the old ball. Who asked? Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Wow. I just jumped to Fred because he's normally the more outgoing twin. I don't know. I'd have to go back. Someone call us out on it. Yeah, tell us. We're not going to look it up. Do some work for us. news to me, but I'm happy about it. Me too. Yeah, Yeah, no, totally. They get married. That'd be Um, weird, though, if it was... But it's only one and it was like they were... You can be excused for a lot as a teenager. It's never like Angelina is just... Or Katie or Alicia, for that matter. Although, yeah, I don't think you ever really hear anything from Alicia. Maybe. No. I don't no, even remember really what she looks like. Yeah. Really, yeah, Katie. Is she she's not the, the friend movies. that's bringing Katie back? No, no it's that's, not a Quidditch That's player. Leanne. Leanne, yeah, you're right. Either way, you get a little bit from them, but it's always like, it's not a typical girl thing. Whereas Pavardi and Lavender are kind of painted as like, not super they're kind of surface level mm-hmm. women they are very way. surface level mm-hmm. which which bums me out i mean we see more of lavender especially in the sixth book mm-hmm. but it really um, doesn't help yeah she's just a still pretty shallow pool but so yeah yeah, I yeah think some... that's a lovely one angelina you're a badass way to play that quidditch <laughs> <laughs> sports <laughs> Characters from other shows than our Litherans. Bravo. Litherans. Yeah, they're Litherans. Um, so I take a character from a book or TV show or a movie and find me some, some Slytherins and then I present them to my pals here with some clips and then uh, we all discuss it. That's what we do. <laughs> we discuss yes. things. Um, so anyway, uh, I have a fun one today, I think. Uh, I say that all the time. She has uh, a lot of fun with this segment. I have yeah. a lot of fun, you guys. So today my Slytherin is Jack Donaghy from 30 Rock. Oh, perfect. So <laughs> uh, yes. I have some clips for you that I will play right now. I like you. You have the boldness of a much younger woman. <laughs> Pretty short clips, but they're great. I was raised in Sanchester, Massachusetts. I won the Amory Blaine Handsomeness Scholarship to Princeton and then attended Harvard Business School, where I was voted most. (laughs) Why are you wearing a tux? It's after six. What am I, a farmer? (laughs) Short and sweet clips, but I just think, like, he's got a lot of humor, but he he has a lot of, like, faith and status, like how he's wearing a tux after six. He has, like... A lot of ambition. He believes in power and he wants it. And like mm-hmm. he, he's really funny and he's such a wonderful character and he's super entertaining in that role because he seems to be like the amalgamation of like all those faceless CEOs that you think of. Like the craziest idea of like mm-hmm. a, a wealthy businessman is yeah. Jack Donaghy and he's also just like really blunt. He says what, he's, <laughs> what he means. And uh, I think those are all slitherish qualities. So slitherish. I also think he's Muggleborn. Oh yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure, Muggleborn, and maybe that's why he overcompensates. Yeah, overcompensates. Well, I think that's part of it. Is like you know he has that like Boston accent that he covers up. Like, but he's also well, he's also a little bit proud of his roots. Yeah. You know, like he he romanticizes them a bit, or maybe not romanticizes them, but like. Holds them dear where he came from and his Bostonness or yeah. whatever. He doesn't. So, he's not ashamed of it, so it works. Yeah. It's like where you would assume that most Slytherins would be like, yeah, but you're not from pure roots or whatever. And he's just like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm a Slytherin. Now he hears. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's a proud. He's a proud Slytherin, but like not afraid of being Muggleborn. Yeah, which yeah. makes him an awesome. He's Slytherin. bringing Muggle back. Yeah. <laughs> in in uh, uh, Laura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But like, yeah, the tux thing, like he loves appearances. He loves yeah. He loves, he loves yeah. a classy appearance. Yeah. yeah. And that's he's a little such Malfoy. a Slytherin quality. Yeah. He's a little Malfoy. He's a little Lucius. He is like all like, I have the best of everything. So that means to me I'm the best. Mm. You know? He's he's the lovable Lucius. He's the lovable Lucius. <laughs> what a great so way much. to sum it up. And Liz Lemon is Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. (laughs) 
never been more right, Craig. <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> okay, so uh, now it's time for a Mary Boff kill. Um, so anyway, it's uh, going to be fun today. It yep. always is. Real humans. <laughs> we have real humans this time, which is pretty awesome. We have Cormac McLeggan, Zachariah Smith, and Pansy Parkinson. You have to marry one, fuck one, kill one. Oh, this, this is, is hard. really hard, actually. <laughs> I don't like, would never want to spend my life with any of them. Yeah. Oh, they're so awful. <laughs> Wrestling with my choices, but I think I've got it. If you think you've got you it, go I think right you're, ahead. you're ahead of the curve there. So I'm going to kill Cormac McLeggan because Ooh. I don't think he deserves Excellent any choice. sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Either way, I'm going to be unhappily married. Yeah, so. it's yeah. not it's not good. It's sort of like the Filch Umbridge yeah. Wormtail one. I don't know. I think I could get along with Filch. I'm pretty crotchety. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, and on that note, I feel like maybe I could then get along with uh, Zachariah. Because I feel like maybe there would be a way to make him funny. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this one's hard. Weird okay. way to build a okay. relationship. Yeah, I think I got it. But you, uh, wait, you finished, though. And, <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Um, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I, for the sake of cutting this one out of our lives, uh, I will buff Pansy Parkinson and marry Zachariah. Woo. Yeah, I think I would buff Cormac, which is, like, not great, but it's not great with any of them. And I yeah. think... I think he might, like, at least the actor who plays Cormac, he's not he a bad-looking man. man. He's a pretty man. But they're all, like, not bad-looking. No. Like, at least well, they're all, like, not yeah. bad-looking. Well, Pansy's I mean, supposed but, to have, like, a pug nose Yeah, she's supposed to be but, not attractive, I think. Or maybe she's not. I always pictured her as... I, the actress who plays her teen is years, she probably just hasn't mm-hmm. grown into her... Yeah. Also, <laughs> she's a Slytherin. I'm sure her family would pay for a nose job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's just supposed to look like smug and stuck up, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Well, I think I would kill Pansy because I think she doesn't have much good in her at all. And I just don't think I could spend time with her ever. But, you know, she's pretty surface level. They don't um, know her journey. <laughs> she did that. She did try to like stroke Draco's hair all the time and stuff, right? She was in lure. She's into stroking. <laughs> she's into stroking. In a big old crib. You know, yeah. she'd cuddle afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna boff Cormac, marry Zachariah, kill Pansy. Because I think the thing with Zachariah is that he wasn't the DA, so I think I'd marry him in the hopes that there's something more to him. Mm. Uh, no, that's see, a good way to start a marriage. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. No takesy backsies. My, a lot of ambivalence in this one. <laughs> fate. I uh, I have the same one as you, Jamie. Yeah. I my first instinct was I was going to uh, fuck Cormac um, <laughs> because you know, it's gonna get pretty adult. <laughs> Kitties go to bed. Sorry, moms. <laughs> Sorry, moms. Um, I feel like it would be an excellent time to try pegging someone. <laughs> that is an excellent. Yeah. I feel like that would be enjoyable. But, but he's always guarding the hoops. Oh. <laughs> Dang. Okay. I feel like he's someone who would like weep during that. <laughs> I don't like, want him to cry. Enjoy it, but be confused about it. I just feel like like he'd be someone who'd be fun to like, dominate. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Because like he's such like a swaggering bravado, and like maybe he has that side to him where like it's a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe the dark he's side into of a, a dom. Characters. I I don't see myself as such a thing, but uh, well. <laughs> If the shoe fits. Uh, I love that. Um, <laughs> anywho, so that's why I'd, I'd buff Cormac. And uh, <laughs> Trying I would. Things. I'd kill Pansy because um, she sucks. She sucks. Yeah. Um, like, she might have, like, a sad old backstory, but we don't know that. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. She's um, a mean girl. She's a bitch. She's, She's such a, bitch. a mean girl. And I guess I'd marry Zachariah because, yeah, I don't like him. But he's just sort of the less evil of the evils. Mm. Mm. The least evil. You know, they say lesser of the two evils, but there's three evils. So he's the least evil of the three evils. 
<laughs> That's how I huh. intend to end my sentence. <laughs> okay. I'm going to guess that Craig's going to marry Pansy. I get Oh, guys, how did we let this happen? Come yeah, on. How did we do that again? God damn. You I did he was yeah. so happy when you started talking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not even trying to be contrary, yet it's the it exact happens? opposite. Oh, wow. I, I just play my character so well. Sorry to my Hufflepuff brother. Uh-oh. You dead. <gasps> That's just because he married all of us. Think of a <laughs> seventh year that we... Faster than Snape. Get, get, yeah, get a glimpse <laughs> and we really don't like that person anymore, even though we've been told this person is great, but we see later on with them raising their child and stuff that they turn out to be a great person. You're trying to do a James or a serious Anna? James Cormac could be James. Oh, he's in point. seventh year. He's just yeah. like, you know what? You got a point. I'm marrying Cormac. He could turn out better. He is a Gryffindor. There might be and something. That makes sense because yeah. you, you married James in our other one. Yep. So you're and true I, to I'm form right now. Boffing pansy. Yeah. All right. Whatever. <laughs> for for no other real reason than my heterosexuality is kicking in. <laughs> Finally, we don't need that. <laughs> About time. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> After all this time. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a weird one, and weird. we say that after like everyone. I know we haven't we, had a tame it one makes yet. Makes us uncomfortable to boff these people this is like oh because it's like our childhood friends true true <laughs> our childhood we were enemies. all going through puberty when we were reading these i wasn't yeah or oh, was yeah, you free and clear that stuff yeah. well mm-hmm. my boobs came in around then <laughs> oh that got weird okay bye so anyway, uh, that is all for another episode of Mischief Managed. You made it to the end. Yeah. Uh, well done. Anyway, thanks, Jamie, for joining Thank us you, again. Jamie. We're so happy Thank to have you. Jamie. We're such a, a well, like, well-versed guest. <laughs> well-educated goodness. Potterhead. Our guests mm. are like putting us to shame. <laughs> it, it'll just eventually be a podcast of yeah. the guests we have. We won't even be on it anymore. <laughs> we'll like, be kicked Bird, off. What do you think about Harry Bird? <laughs> I think I think we should definitely bestow the honor to Jamie as being the most. You were, yeah, the most. You are voted most. You are voted most. <laughs> Jack Donaghy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the most fan the most come on i'll take that (laughs) um thank you so much guys it's been so much fun and i would do this all the time thanks gamers we're so happy to have you thank you we so many opinions on dumbledore yeah yeah. <sighs> I I have so many opinions. Yeah. Uh, in general, but like on Dumbledore, on Snape, like there's a lot. So you could say there's Dumbledore to come. Yeah. Ah! And on that we She is on we fire. <laughs> okay, so that's all for today. Thanks for joining us on Mischief Managed Podcast. If you want to find us on Instagram, we are at Mischief Managed Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Mischief Podcast. And we are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Tumblr door. <laughs> And if you want to check out anything more about our uh, friend Matthew Schultz, we'll have plenty of links. Uh, He's a wonderful person, and you should definitely check it out. Huge Harry Potter fan. And a real inspiration to be as nerdy and passionate about what you love as you want. Absolutely. Which we hope you all are doing. Yeah. Wear it on your sleeve. Have a good time. Why not? Mischief Managed Podcast was co-created by the unflappable Aaron Reinald and original music by the effervescent Devin Highland. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, (laughs) Mischief Managed. A little harder. Also, why the hell did he hire Lockhart? 
But his star was on the rise, too. Maybe Hogwarts just needed, like, the extra money Money. or something. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I think maybe Dumbledore's just like, oh, fuck it. What could go wrong? I think he's got a good sense of humor. He does. I think maybe that was just... This should be a fun year. Like, no one else wants it? All right, we'll get this Dumbo. Kids don't need to learn about Voldemort this year. Whatever, it's fine. Impaled on your own sword. eh? (laughs) Like, he doesn't give any fucks. 